Hey everyone, did you think it was gonna be different? Well, so did I. What I've learned is that I'm not your typical daughter, mom, ex-wife, business owner, or maybe I am, but I just don't know it because no one talks about it. We are all too busy with a bunch of different balls in the air to take time to process, well, just about anything. But that is all gonna change with this tribe. Ladies, I'm one of you. I've been there and done that. And we don't need to go through it alone. Will we be practical? Yep. Will we be goofy? Absolutely. Will we swear? You bet your sweet ass. By the way, little secret, this is not going to be the podcast you want to listen to in the van with your kids. So ladies, slip on your heels because we all feel more powerful in heels. Grab your wine because it's five o'clock somewhere. And let's dive into Not Your 1950s Housewife with me, Gina Seminary. All right, everybody. Happy Thursday. And I am so excited to have a new friend of mine on the podcast. We've got one of the friends here locally, Brandon Taft, whose journey into fitness began when he was a little kid. I absolutely loved learning this about you. Passing the comic book section at the local Wegmans. He was enamored by the Incredible Hulk and desired to be as strong just like the Hulk. And when he turned 13, his parents hired him a personal trainer, which allowed him to really learn his craft and become really you know, ingrained in strength training. So currently his journey in fitness has been extremely diverse with competing in powerlifting events, mixed martial arts, boxing training, and mastering advanced calisthenic movements. So welcome, Brandon. Hi, everybody. Awesome. So yes, I have heard of you over the past year because we have run in similar circles and I've been excited and longing to kind of get you on the podcast because I do not have a personal trainer. I never have. So I've been always intrigued in talking to people who have been fitness coaches and personal trainers. And it sounds like this has been something you've desired to do since you were a little, little kid. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so like you mentioned in the beginning, uh, I got involved in fitness when I was 12. Um, it's been a part of my life ever since then. Um, I went through a short period of time where I actually quit working out. And uh, it wasn't until I got back into working out that I realized how important it actually was in my life. And then I really dove right in from there and became a personal trainer. So you pretty much have done it consistently for the most part since you were 12 or 13. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> how did you do it when you were so young? Like my daughter's 11. I couldn't imagine in a year me hiring her a personal trainer. <laughs> it, um, I don't know. Is this more of a passion of mine? You know, like, you know, little kids are either into like skateboarding or like, like cartoons. I was just into fitness. That's great though. I mean, it kind of makes me think of, um, CrossFit because I know there's like CrossFit kids, right? So I guess it kind of has, you know, people do start at young ages. And yeah, I think, um, especially in like the past three to five years with social media, um, fitness is definitely getting more in the limelight. Right. And I, that is interesting that you say that because I do feel like most of the posts that I have are of what people are working out or what they're eating and how they're trying to stay healthy and holistic with their life. So I definitely agree. Mm-hmm. So then how have you been able to incorporate this, you know, let's say of late, as you get older, as life gets more hectic, 
How have you, you know, continued to help your clients really focus on making this a priority in their life? Yeah. So it's just like anything. Um, you know, we all have the same 24 hours in a day. It's how you prioritize your time. You think about it. Um, say you work out two to three times a week, which is all the average person is going to need. It's only two to three hours. So you got to just find that time, right? Um, the best thing to do is just analyze your schedule. So say you work a nine to five, maybe you go right from work right to the gym or you do it right before. So a lot of people, they'll wing it and then they just don't really carve out that time. So I think it's best to have a schedule that you're on. Okay. So you said something that's intriguing to me. Is there kind of like the sweet spot of how much people should work out? You said like two to three hours. Is that? Yeah. Um, I, I'm really? during the week. So like a lot of people think that you need to work out every single day or twice a day to get in shape. And that's just not true. Um, if you're working out every single day, the average person, you know, their joints are going to start hurting. Um, might be different if you're doing a bodybuilding competition or something like that. But really, I mean, it's just all about what you're eating and how you're exercising to get great results. So, you know, just spending that three hours during the week and then uh, go from there. So if I, because I do, <laughs> work out for a half hour every day, Monday through yep. Friday, um, I do yoga for an hour on Friday. Mm -hmm. And then... What do you do yoga at? Breathe. Breathe? Oh, I heard great things about that. They got the I, hot yoga there, right? I love it. I just did it this morning. I mean, I'm literally still in my yoga pants, um, but I love it. Um, so I do that once a week for an hour. And then I'd like to say I consistently work out on Saturday mornings, but that would be a lie. So I try to work out on Saturday mornings for another half hour, right? right? So if we add up all that time, that's two and a half hours in the morning plus another hour of yoga. So that's three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Is that ideally what I should be striving for? Or would it be better for me to do like an hour Monday and Thursday, right? And give my body the rest on, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, that type of thing. So, yeah, I mean, it really depends on, you know, your time schedule on how committed you are to it. So like, for example, um, say I have a client, they can only work out twice a week. Um, the idea is you want to train your entire body evenly. So you don't end up with different muscular imbalances. So Someone that could work out twice a week, I might have them do upper body one day, lower body the next day. Um, say someone wants to do three times a week, it allows you to work a little bit more intricately on each body part. So now I might work all pushing movements one day, um, we're doing pulling movement the second day, and then the third day we might do legs. So it really depends on your own schedule and like how far you want to take things. Um, so for like general health, you know, getting two to three days a week is fine. But, you know, if you want to do like competitions where you need to build up all your small muscles and have perfect symmetry, then you're going to want to add more workouts to your, to your week. Yeah, no, that's definitely not me. <laughs> right. And that's not, that's not the majority of people. The only the person I compete with on a regular basis is my kids to try and get them to do stuff around the house. But that does not require yeah. perfect symmetry. Trust me. It just re typically requires a glass of wine. <laughs> and the number one person you compete with is Correct. yourself. Yep. So that actually is funny that you were saying that because as you were talking about kind of the hours and, and what people might need for different goals, mm -hmm. it actually brings me back to multiple times when I'm, you know, in the office, like having a meeting with just someone in the office, like someone on my staff or whatnot. And I'm like 
stretching my legs or doing like leg lifts or like little squats. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just felt like I needed to move my body a little bit. So I'm like doing ridiculous things. Right. But even little stuff like that can help. I think. Right? Absolutely. And that's so important, especially, you know, if you have a desk job. Um, so what, what do you do for work? Financial advisor. So yeah, I have my own financial advising firm. Yep. So I'm assuming you're probably in a lot of meetings and it's a lot of desk work, right? Yep. So you got to think about it. Um, big issue people get when they're sitting down all day is they get really tight hips. So you think about it, your legs are bent, right? So your hip flexors, it's kind of hard to show without a video, but they're right in the front of your body. Okay. So that's always in a shortened position. It's never getting lengthened. So you're going to get really tight there. A lot of times you're going to get different muscular imbalances where you'll get lower back pain just from sitting around. So the idea you have where you get up, do a little bit of exercise and stretching is, I think, super critical for people that don't move around all day. Got it. No, and it's funny because in our in our office now we have stand-up sit-down desks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. It's starting to get more, uh, more popular. Yeah. So now I'm like doing that and then I'm doing like leg raises and calf raises and you know all these stupid other things while I'm standing because even though I'm standing I'm like okay well now this is boring um I've seen desks out there too they actually have like a treadmill oh my god I saw those too I don't know if I could do that I think I couldn't focus I think that's a little overkill I'd fall I think I'd literally fall off while I was trying to do something right because sometimes if I get so ingrained in the work that I'm doing I I theoretically could forget to keep walking. (laughs) I want to make another point though, too. So people that have desk jobs and, you know, they're not very active during the day. It's very critical for those people to exercise because our bodies were designed to move around. You know, you're burning a certain amount of calories. So a lot of people just say, oh, I have a slow metabolism. That's not always the case. It's just not getting enough activity throughout the day. So you're not burning as many calories as you should be. So adding more exercise if you're less active during the day is important. And thank God for my Apple watch, right? Because that really, do you have one of those? No, uh, a lot of the trainers that I work with at the gym have it though. They keep busting my balls saying I got to get one. Yeah. Well, or something like that, but it's, I mean, it tracks my activity and it, it almost kind of yells at you when you haven't stood in an hour and it's like, you need to stand up now. And I'm like, yeah, Damn it. okay, think, fine. Right. Stop yelling at yeah, me. <laughs> I think that's uh, you know, a great accountability tool too. Because you could really truly see how many calories you're actually burning throughout the day. Right. Which actually is quite interesting to me because I, I'm a morning worker outer, right? Like I, I know right now I will not do it after work. Mm -hmm. I'm just too tired. I'm just too drained. And then it's like mom time, Um, but I can fit it in, in the morning, you know, even I'll get up earlier to do it before the kids wake up. But, um, so I can see how many calories I burn in that workout session, but then I know already that I'm going to burn another 250 to 300 calories just in what I do throughout the day and my normal movement, which is going to hit me to my goal of what I try and hit each day. Mm -hmm. So tracking, that's awesome. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then it's good too, because you could see what you're burning throughout the day. And then if you keep track of the calories you're eating throughout the day, you could see where that difference is. You know, if you're eating more than you're burning, then you obviously know that you need to cut down there if you want to maintain your weight or lose weight. Right. And I used my fitness pal. Yep. Uh, is that what I used for that? That's a great app. I think I did. Right. Um, I'm asking you like, you know, but I'm pretty sure that's the one I did. Yeah, I'm psychic. I know exactly what you used. But I mean, I use it. I, I hop on that bandwagon when I feel like 
I'm getting really out of control of what I'm eating and or drinking, let's be honest. So um, I do that for like a week or two. And then I kind of like reset my brain into what I should be eating yep. and the calorie count of yep. the stuff I shouldn't be. And I love what you just said there. Um, so a lot of people, you know, they're not aware of what they're actually taking in throughout the day. So I recommend people use my fitness pal to, you know, get an idea of how many calories they're actually taking in. You know, some people, they like tracking it forever. Um, I'm not the type of person that wants to sit there and track everything forever. But like you mentioned, you know, you track it for a couple of weeks. Maybe you see what days you overate, what days you nailed it perfectly. And then pay attention to how you were eating on those days you hit your goals. And then if you generally like to eat those things, you know, maybe you make three or four different meal plans for yourself and rotate them just so you don't get bored. So then do you help your, your clients... I mean, it says fitness coach, right? So you're helping them with the workout side of things as well as the, you know, eating habits too? Yes. Um, yeah. So typically, um, there's a couple of things I'll do with clients. Um, everybody's a little bit different. You know, some people you could give them a meal plan and they'll just follow it perfectly. Other people, you know, they can't just follow a strict meal plan like that. So then that's kind of where I come in and I'll coach them to find their own eating style, what works for them. Do they like eating three times a day, five times a day? Are they the type of person that likes two times a day? And as long as they're keeping, you know, all their macros and calories in check, they're going to be just fine. But it's really just finding out what style is going to work for them. Mm, interesting. Okay. Um, so then my fitness pal is really good for that because I know you can subscribe to like the premier one and it tracks all that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, you don't necessarily need MyFitnessPal. Um, so MyFitnessPal is great. You know, it has the whole database. But the thing is, not every time um, it's accurate, you know. So, like, say you look up a burger. Well, you might find, like, 10 to 15 different things of burger, and they all have different, um, you know, macaron calorie counts. So, like, the most accurate thing you could do is just get pen and pad out and actually look at the nutrition label on the foods you're eating. Interesting. As long as you are making it. <laughs> yeah. As long as yes, you're making high it. Bar. I'd like to know how much my nachos were. <laughs> Could you give me a fair, fairly yeah. accurate calorie count of this plate of nachos, please? That's one thing I'm starting to like too about um, a lot of the corporate restaurants is they're starting to add, you know, the calorie count to their meals. So I could go to Applebee's and I could look at each meal and see what it adds up to. So it helps people make a lot better choices. Dude, it makes me not want to eat. Yeah, I walk that's into true Chipotle too. and it's right below my order and I'm like, forget it. I'll just go non lettuce. <laughs> but here's the thing though. So, you know, no one got fat off of one piece of cake. No one got skinny off of one salad, right? It's about creating good sustainable habits for yourself, right? So I like it. So yeah. it's yeah, consistency. Yeah, exactly. Don't beat yourself up if you had a piece of cheesecake or a birthday cake. And, you know, don't think that you're going to lose 90 pounds overnight, just eating good one night out of the week, you know, right. so, you know, creating the proper habits for yourself. All right. So let's talk about working out again, mm -hmm. morning or night, or does it matter? It really depends on the individual. Um, what I like to do is find out when you feel the most energetic, right? So if you could work out when you have the most energy, I feel like you're going to get the most productive workout. Um, for me, I found between like 11 and 1 is when I'm the strongest. That might not be practical for most people. Um, so the average person, I recommend either working out before work or right after work. Yeah, and I, 
I think I was ingrained. So I played um, lacrosse in college, uh, Division One lacrosse, and we actually did two a days. So we would do our strength training in the morning, and then we would have practice at night yep. in the afternoon after classes. And I think that started me early on with wanting to just do like my strength training or workout in the morning because I mean we were getting we were in the gym by five o'clock. Right. Um, and you know, there's, there's plenty of people that love getting up four or 5.00 AM and crushing their workout. And, you know, I think it comes down to the individual. Um, as you know, let's not even talk about working out. Some people are morning people, right? They roll out right. of bed and they're like, all right, let's fucking get it. And then other people, it's like they hit snooze 10 times, right? They're not a morning person. So that, right. person, you know, they might have more energy at night to work out. So I think it's definitely, uh, an individual thing. All right. Strength versus cardio, or make sure you try and get both. Um, I think that comes down to your goals as well. Um, I like combining both. You know, if you don't do any cardio, um, it could cause, what's the word I'm looking for? Your workouts could suffer too, because you might get fatigued a lot quicker. Whereas if you did a little bit more cardio work, you could actually handle those weights for more reps and overall you're going to get better progress. Okay. But then there's other people out there. They just do cardio. They're not doing any strength training. So they're not going to actually have like the aesthetic body they're looking for. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm going for a look, I'm just going for like health, <laughs> right? Like I want, this is my only spaceship I have and I want right. to make sure that I keep it healthy and strong and durable. Right. I, mean, um, I think you should do both. Um, you know, you don't need to go in there and crush heavy weights, but you know, if you're getting full body workouts in, you're training each muscle group, getting cardio, you know, the whole idea is to have a well balanced body to where, you're working for function, right? You don't want to get tired when you're out there doing yard work, um, picking up a box off the floor. You don't want to feel like you're going to throw your back out. So, you know, working out your body from multiple angles is going to help you out in everyday life. Okay. So then here's an interesting one for you. Advice for busy moms, right? They don't have a lot of time. They're doing a million things at one time. Mm -hmm. Maybe they can't get to the gym, right? you know, either you're home with a newborn or you're home with whatever, Yep. how do they fit it into their day? If they can't, like, they can't get to a gym and they might not be able to get up early in the morning because they were up all night or whatnot. What are sneaky little things that we can do throughout the day that are going to help us in some regard, maybe get a 30 minute workout in, but in like five minute increments, five minute increments. Hmm, that's tough. I or like, right? Like, okay, let me paint the picture. Kid. I'd say, I'd say realistically, you know, having 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. Um, you know, everyone, like no, no matter what you're doing, you could find 30 minutes, even if the kids are there. Okay. So in that situation, I recommend, you know, picking up some weights from the store. You go to Dick's or even sell weights at Walmart <laughs> and then just doing home body workouts, you know, at least you're at home. And if an emergency pops up, you're right there. But you got to find that 20 to 30 minutes at yeah, your but house. Couldn't I also do something while I'm like making dinner? Right? Like I'm over, the, you know, the kids are doing their homework and I'm making dinner and I'm in the kitchen. If they're cur curling a dumbbell while you're stirring or, some pasta. <laughs> or, you know, like that or like some squats or some leg lifts or some lunges. Like the next time I walk over to my daughter, I can like lunge it out if I want to. Right? Like. I mean, yeah, you're, you're, you're getting general activity in and, and that's fine. Um. I wouldn't say you're going to get a complete workout if you're just doing a couple reps at a time like that. But I mean, that, that's better than nothing. And that might be what people have to do, 
Yeah, right? I mean, like that might be a start. Um, you know, another option is okay. Uh, a lot of gyms. Um, I, I think LA Fitness, the YMCA. You know, they have daycares and stuff like that. Yep. Crush your half an hour workout, have the kids in the daycare, and then get out. You know. Yeah. But quick, efficient workouts in that case, I'd say, is your best bet. Got it. Yeah, I never did that with my kids. I don't know why. I think just because I would do it. Like, I remember when my daughter was young and I would actually do a workout video with me holding her. So, like, I'd put her in, like, the little carrier. Yep. And then there was a workout video that I did for, like, 15 minutes because I had my baby on me. So, I definitely, like, she was my weight. (laughs) Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And and I would do, like, you know, whatever. It was a lot of legs, a lot of squats. There were some abs. Mm -hmm. Like, she was my weight when I was doing my arms. Right? So, like, I tried to get creative and multitask and do things like that to still get the workout in. Cause there was no way I was getting up in the morning to work out. And there was no way I was doing it. Like I was just exhausted hundred percent of the time. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing too, like, um, so you're going to break your workouts up into sets. So say you do something for a minute straight, you might take a minute of rest in between. Um, if you need to like feed the baby or watch the kid for a second, you know, try to do that in between your rest break and then go back into it. So, I mean, I mean, that's very tricky, but I think it, just comes down to doing the best you can. All right. Walking versus running. What's your opinion? Walking versus running. Okay. Um, so running, you're going to get more cardiovascular benefits. Your heart, heart rate's going to get up a little bit more. Um, I don't think running is the best bet if you're overweight. It's going to be a lot of stress on your joints. So, you know, you might want to start off with just walking and then gradually work your way into running. But I, I think they both have their time and place. Um, Another example is if you're an athlete, you know, you want to be doing a lot more running than walking for your sport. Right. So it's two totally different things. They're both excellent for you and good for cardio. Um, you're going to burn calories quicker with running than you would with walking, but you know, it's not practical for everybody to run. Um, another option is if you're at the gym, so you can't run on the treadmill, it's tough on your knees. Uh, they got the elliptical. It's an excellent machine. Uh, it's just like running, except it takes all the stress off of That's your joints. What I did. I literally did the elliptical yep. until I was nine months pregnant. Yeah, I mean it's an excellent machine. Whoever invented that was must have been brilliant. Um, so then with running, right? Like I ran a marathon. I love running. Um, I ran track in high school and then obviously playing lacrosse. I did a lot of running. But as I've gotten older, I have this like overwhelming fear of me ruining my knees. Is that yes. like a legitimate fear or is that just crap that's in my head? Um, I, I think it depends on how much you run, right? So, uh, you know, if you have bad running form or maybe your shoes are worn out, I think when you run, it's very important to have good shoes. You know, um, ideally, if you're going to do a lot of running, you would have your shoes actually fit to your yep. stride and yep. your, your foot shape. Uh, you know, people that run 15, 20 miles every day, a lot of them end up with knee problems, but you know, the average person isn't going to be running that much. Okay. So, so maybe it's a story I'm telling um, myself. Cause I definitely like after, I mean, I did marathons, I did half marathon. I mean, I'm like, but I'm done it. I'm not doing that anymore. Let's be clear. Um, so I mean the right. max I'm running, if I do run is like five miles, my suite used to be 10. I used to love 10 miles, but I haven't gotten back up there in a few years, but it's I, on average, like three to five on a regular basis. So I'm, it's paying attention to your body as well. You know, like if something's hurting and it doesn't, if it's outside of your regular ache and pain, you know, that's a sign for you to back off. Same thing with weight training, right? 
something's too sore and you keep pushing it, keep pushing it. That's when you're going to get some joint issues. You could lead to muscle tears. So really becoming in tune with your body is very important. And are you the type of person who believes like, even if you're sore, work out again? Um, I don't believe you should work out that muscle while it's sore because, okay. Um, a little bit of the science when you're training, you're causing little micro tears to your muscle, right? That's why your nutrition protein is going to help come in, build the muscle back. Right. So if you're just sitting there and working out that muscle while it's already broken down, you're not really doing anything except overtraining it. So you want to let that muscle heal, wait till it's not sore again, then you could hit it again. You Uh, just, what's up? Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, it depends how intensely you're working that out too, you know? So someone that's crushing their arms for an hour straight, like I work out my, my arms once a week and people are like, how the hell are your arms that big? And you do them once a week. I'm really destroying my arms once a week though. Right. So it's not like I could hit them like that every day. I would end up with elbow issues, shoulder issues. I'd probably rip, rip my bicep if I did that. So it comes down to the intensity that you're actually doing it. And you're definitely not washing your hair the day after you work out your arms. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. So if you okay. see some dandruff falling off my hair, you know why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he did. He did arms yesterday. You're just right, gonna have to let it go. No big deal. <laughs> um, you said something that actually I've been curious about: protein. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, I used to have protein bars, and I would have protein shakes, and I don't know why I did it, but I think it was just like really focused heavily on protein, and then. I kind of got off of that bandwagon probably when I moved back to Rochester. So this was a while ago. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm not, let's, let's be honest. I'm not super, like, I'm not a super athlete anymore and I don't like, I'm not bodybuilding or anything. I'm just, like I said, my own spaceship and I'm trying to be healthy. You, you were an athlete. You mentioned, you keep mentioning that you did a lot of running and athletics. What, what were you involved in? Well, so it was, um, lacrosse in college and high school oh, I ran right. track and I actually was a diver I dove um but and then when I got out of college after weightlifting for so long I was literally beefy and not in an attractive way mm-hmm. um because I am competitive so when we get in the weight room and it was like all right we're all going to do bench press I was like let's do it right so I was always like top first or second my thighs were enormous my arms were huge and I remember graduating from college going (laughs) "Uh uh-uh like I can't maintain this nor do I want to so that's when I was like oh I think I'll run a marathon and right like I think I'm going to get into yoga and spinning and other ways to still stay healthy um And that's when I think I incorporated more protein into my diet because in college there was. Can I ask you a question too? When you were doing all that athletic training, were you eating a lot too? No, I was eating. Really? I was eating. Well, I was in college, dude. I ate straight up carbs every day, and. Okay, so you, you were eating a lot. You were eating a lot of carbs. my hi- my idea of hydrating was like beer. I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah. So it was. So me- <laughs> it wasn't the best. <laughs> right, but you were doing a lot of activity. You were burning a lot of that off. Now, when you said you gained or you got beefy, as you described it, now, were you having similar eating patterns is like when you were training, except you just weren't doing the exercise on top of it? Well, by beefy, I mean like um, bulky, like not, not so much. Well, of course I was drinking a lot of beer, so there was a lot of calorie weight there, but my legs were like very strong. My arms were very strong. There was definition in both of those, like more than I'd want them to be because they were extremely muscular. So I was thick on the muscular side. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and it was all during college. So that was the same time I was drinking a lot of beer and eating a lot of carbs and thinking that Mexican pizza was a food group. So, um, (laughs) but after college, I was like, this is not a sustainable lifestyle. Um, been there beer and then you go get your garbage split at 2 a.m. Yeah, dude. Mine was Mexican (laughs) pizza at Bonaventure. It was horrible and great all at the same time. So I know it, <laughs> but, but I was like trying to incorporate more protein into my meals. And that's when it was like, I'm not a huge meat eater. And I'm as much as I love my cheeses, I don't, you know, like really I needed meat or some other protein source. Um, yep. and I, you know, beans, I, I get it now, but at this stage of the game, like fast forward to like literally right now, I don't get a lot of protein in my diet. And I'm wondering if that's not helping me by any means. Well, it depends. When you say not a lot of protein, like how much protein would you say you get? Any idea? Very, very little, right? Like I have a smoothie every morning that has almond milk. How much does that have? Maybe four grams, right? Woohoo, right? Then I eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. I love my fruits and vegetables. And it's really hard for me to get my like six to eight or whatever the heck we're supposed to have on a daily basis in every day. But I try. But then like I might have a meat for dinner but I've mm-hmm. dabbled with being vegan. My sister is vegan. I've dabbled with being vegetarian, right? Like I'm not a huge meat eater, right? Like I really don't love steak. I mean, I'll have one once a quarter, but it's, yeah. it's not my jam. So, I mean, if I were to give you a lot of people that are vegan struggle with is getting their protein, um, you know, supplementing with like hemp protein, uh, that, you know, that's a vegan based protein. Um, that can help you get some more protein in your diet, but yeah, it is tough because meat is the general, uh, source of protein. But there's also like, I used to love pure protein. There were pure, actually my dad just had surgery that turned into a complication, but basically for him to rehabilitate, they were saying you need protein. Right. And I was like, Oh my God, I forgot about that. And he's like, did you have protein? And I said, yeah, I used to have protein and I did pure protein shakes. Um, which were phenomenal because they were low calorie, they were low sugar and a lot of protein. And I actually didn't mind the taste. And this was about a month ago, I was giving this advice to my dad. And at the same time, I was like, I should be taking my own advice because I really don't feel like I get enough protein in my diet. And I don't know if that's detrimental to my body's functionality. I mean, yeah, there's a couple of things. I mean, protein is obviously, it's the building block of our cells. So especially if you're working out, protein's important for your recovery. Um, also the more lean muscle we have on our bodies it's going to help aid your metabolism so like someone that's going into a caloric deficit when they're losing weight they want to make sure they're having the protein because you don't want to be losing a lot of muscle as you drop weight because that's going to hinder your metabolism right so the whole idea is to burn fat not muscle so you keep your metabolism revved up so yeah i would say uh protein is definitely important so, so protein does help with the metabolism yes uh, a couple things. So it's not like a huge thing, but protein, one, is going to help you have lean muscle mass on your body. So lean muscle is going to require more calories for your body to burn, right? Um, I forgot what the statistic is. It was like every pound of muscle on your body burns on average like 25 to 35 calories. Hmm. So you think about that. So say you had an extra 10 pounds of muscle on your body, you know, you're burning an extra 300 calories versus someone that has 10 pounds less of muscle on your body. Yeah, but then I can't fit into my skinny jeans. (laughs) (laughs) But true statement, though, (laughs) because I do find the more I work out and the more muscle I have, obviously things Uh, get stronger, things get bigger, and there go the skinny jeans. And let's be honest, that's important, Brandon. (laughs) 
another study they've shown is uh, protein. It requires the most amount of calories to break down versus other nutrients like your carbs and fats. So actually eating more protein is going to burn more calories just to process the protein. So that's going to help with your metabolism as well. So how do women build more lean muscle mass and not get bulky? Not get, so a lot of that comes down to testosterone, right? So a lot of women have this fear that, oh, if I lift weights, I'm going to get bulky. They're just not built the same as men. So like testosterone obviously is higher in men. So we're more likely to put on more muscle mass, but it's, it's just really keeping um, your calories, your protein in check and not just crushing super heavy weights, you know? So maybe you're working in more like an eight to 12 rep range doing like lighter weights, higher reps, instead of just going for like three to six reps where you're just lifting as heavy as possible. That's going to put on more size. Okay. So that's what I've been doing. So then I've been doing it right. Lighter weights, more reps. Yeah. And you know, like, it's not like you're lifting 2.5 pounds, you know, you want to make sure you have some resistance, but as long as you're not just trying to like crush the heaviest weights you possibly can, you know, you're not going to really bulk up too much. No bulking. That is not what we want. (laughs) Yeah. And and I think a lot of people have a false perception of um, bulking in general. Like it takes a long, long time to build muscle. So it's not like you're just going to bulk up like crazy within six months. Right. But but you'll feel better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we don't have a lot of time left, but I have one last question I want to get your opinion on. Um, Keto, this whole keto craze. Thoughts, opinions? Um, You know what? I think it's a, a fad type of thing. So it really comes down to like, you know, eating healthy, sustainable foods that you can do over the long term, right? Um, our body needs carbohydrates to function. Um, I think, you know, cutting all your carbohydrates out, I don't personally think that's sustainable long term. But, you know, if it's something that works for you and you think, you know, you could keep doing it and get results, go for it. Um, but I, I'm not too big of a fan of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, and I haven't done it, so that's definitely not my thing. I never did Atkins. I never did any of these things. Yeah. And if you look at, you know, when it comes to fat loss in general, like the common ground that they all have is putting your body in a caloric deficit, which means you're burning more calories than you're taking in. Right. So there are times when you're cutting these foods that are heavy in carbs, you know, the breads, the pastas and stuff like that. Those are foods that are calorie dense that, you know, <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's easy to eat a lot of and still be hungry, right? So the people think, oh, I'm dropping all this weight. Well, really, all you're doing is you're just cutting the calories down. Um, also, when you're cutting your carbohydrates down, you're going to lose a lot of water weight. Carbohydrates suck up water into your body. So like a lot of that initial weight when people are losing on keto is just water weight pouring out of their bodies. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I've always looked at something and thought, is that something I'm going to want to still be doing 10 years from now? And nine times out of 10, the answer is no. So I just keep doing what I'm doing. (laughs) So it's like, you know, there's people that get great results doing intermittent fasting. There's people that get good results doing keto, Atkins, Mediterranean, eating vegan. But it all comes down to like, how balanced is your overall nutrition? And is it sustainable over the long term? Yeah, that's how I view it. I tried intermittent fasting too. I mean, I'm open to trying most things, but I find it's just not sustainable. And 
I really did like it. I was not hungry, but what I found is when I was finally eating between 12 and eight, I wasn't making the best food choices. So when I looked at my nutrients that I was getting in those eight hours of eating, it looked like a big pile of shit. And I was like, this isn't working because I get most of my nutrients in the morning. Yeah. Um, And that comes down to the individual. Like, you know, that's you, me personally, like when I'm losing weight, I love doing intermittent fasting. Um, It comes down to, I don't really like counting all my calories and tracking things. So, you know, when I cut down on like my time frame of eating and eating less frequently, it allows me to keep myself in a caloric deficit much easier than like if I was eating a bunch of small meals. So I think it's an individualized thing. It would have really worked if I made the right food choices between 12 and eight. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, if you're fasting all day and then you're just crushing a garbage plate and drinking pop, it's not going to do anything for you. <laughs> I was like, why am I gaining weight? Like what is going on right now? <laughs> but I, I think especially right now, there's a lot of confusion out there with all the different fad diets and things going on. So just like you said, consistency and balance. Yeah, exactly. Well, Brandon, this was awesome. And I am so thankful for you taking some time out of your crazy schedule to chat with us. Yeah, it was fun. I love it. Perfect. All right, everybody. If you want to get a hold of Brandon, there's only a million different ways. Um, he does have his website, so it's btaftfitness.com. You can also get him at Twitter at btaftfitness. Um, two Facebook profiles. His personal is btaft1, and the business one is Rochester NY Fitness. And then my personal favorite, Instagram at btaftfitness. So Brandon, thanks again. Yeah, thank you for having me on. No problem. We can't wait to keep watching and see how far you go in Rochester. Sounds good. I'm excited. Hey, Tribe. Thanks for tuning in today. I hoped you loved these few minutes you got to separate from your tactical life to do something for yourself. Of course, we're on iTunes, but Instagram is our place of choice. Follow us there, listen to past episodes, or DM me at Gina Seminary. Make sure you kick some ass today. Love you.